happy to be here and I'm happy to be here I am really happy actually um, so let's see what's new with me because unfortunately I can't really hear from you guys right now in this format <laughs> let's see I start a new job I started a new job today I'm recording on Monday that's been going really good it pertains directly to my career and like everything I want to do it with my professional life so I'm super excited and I'm also still working at Starbucks on the weekend. So I'm working six days a week, but it's gonna be fun. It's not like too many hours, it's just a lot of days I'm working. So that's been going good. But yeah, I have no guest with me today. So I have no one to introduce and be like, I have someone else who's happy to be here. It's just me, just me today. I don't know, I just wanted to chill with you guys and have like an intimate episode one-on-one. -on -one. Cause you guys are my besties and you know, I want to talk to you. I want to see what's up with you. So we have to talk about it because the world is talking about it. The gays are talking about it and the girls are talking about it. And of course the they thems are also talking about it. So I have to talk about it. Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour was just released last week. So amazing. I, I know the world has been waiting this for a while ever since driver's license. But even like her second single, Deja Vu, that was just so beautifully written. I loved the actual music to it. And then we had the gem of Good For You, which is just a hit. And the music video too. I don't know if you guys have seen the music video. But it kind of has parallels between Megan Fox's uh, Jennifer's Body. I saw TikTok about it comparing the two. So Loki, I'm wondering if Olivia is maybe queer because Jennifer's Body is a queer coded movie for lesbians and just women loving women. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but enough with the lesbian dissection. I just love the album. I thought the start of it, the song called Brutal, was just a really powerful way to start. And when I was listening to it too, I was wondering if other women out there were going to connect with the song because it's basically her just venting to the audience, even the beginning like the little audio in the back, she says, I want it to be like messy. And then she just goes hard right into the song. I'm so insecure. I think that I'll die before I drink. I'm so caught up in the news of who likes me and who hates you. And the whole song is just about her talking about her insecurities and just not wanting to like be around. She even talks about wanting to disappear, quit my job, start a new life. And I think we all can kind of relate to that. But it was nice to hear an artist just be so vulnerable on a song like that. But yeah, I really liked the album. I thought it was just a really good piece altogether, you know? And we gotta talk about her marketing team too. Like, oh my god. For her to do a collaboration with Sour Patch Kids? Like, Sour Patch Kids, how amazing is that? I still wish I would have gotten the box too. Like, it was just like a huge box. She had her face on it. Like, it was so cute. I just think that's so adorable. And um, I follow a lot of gay people on TikTok. I'm sure you guys assume that. And a lot of people have been talking about her merch line, too, and how cool that was because it's not, like, in-your-face, like, Olivia's merch. It's more of, like, artistic, trendy fashion. 
like I was watching this one video and they, and they were saying how Olivia really knows her audience because she has a bucket hat and it just says it's brutal, brutal out here. And I literally saw that hat and I was like, I want that hat. It's like, I love bucket hats and I love that song. And I think just the line too, God, it's brutal out here. It's just so powerful because it is brutal. It's brutal out here. You know, I mean, even this podcast, like I'm broadcasting my life on here. And sometimes I do kind of get in my head because I'm like, well, people are literally listening to me talk about my life and I'm sure they have some opinions. But at the end of the day, you just kind of got to let that shit just fade out. You can't really focus on what other people think of you. And it's okay to kind of have those moments and to be sad, to be insecure. Because, you know, I, I'm i pretty confident, but at the same time, I can get really down on myself. Mental illness. I have depression and anxiety, and both of them ruin me. <laughs> I thought I had OCD, but my therapist keeps telling me she's going to send me the form to diagnose me and then just keeps forgetting to send me the form. So I may never know if I have, if I have OCD, but I do have the two mental illnesses. And I don't know, I just have been feeling out of it this month. Like I genuinely am happy at times and like, especially when I'm recording, like I have a good time talking and like having fun with my guests, but it just gets a lot sometimes, and I'm really, 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 really happy I'm in therapy. It's not something I necessarily look forward to, you know, because you have to face yourself, and it's hard sometimes for me to face myself and the decisions I've made in life. And I remember I was meeting with my therapist for one of our appointments, and I was saying how I've, like, you know, had a good week, but I'm kind of anxious right now, and she was like, why are you anxious? And I said, well, you know, I don't, like, love our, our sessions together. Like, I'm not super looking forward to talking about all the shitty stuff that's going on in my life and all the shitty stuff that's ever happened to me. And she said that that's my job, is to make you kind of uncomfortable to talk about the stuff that you don't want to talk about. So I think it's also important, because I think if you're besties with your therapist, too, it's, it's important to have a good relationship with your therapist, but... It's also important to have a professional relationship with your therapist. And she, she definitely tells me that she likes me. And she actually thinks I'm a good person. And she likes talking to me. Which also makes me feel good. Like the little part of me that needs to be validated. I'm like, ooh, my therapist actually likes me. It's funny. One time she told me, she's like, I, I tell some people that I actually like to see them. When sometimes it is hard for me. But I actually like to see you. She said, you're a delight. I was like, I'm a delight? <gasps> like, that's so nice. Um... But anyways, besides my therapist hyping me up in our sessions, um, yeah, I don't know. I've been going through some personal issues with myself. And I think for me, when things start getting really good for me, I almost start to panic because I'm wondering when my mental state is going to change and things are just going to start going bad. Because sometimes I do wake up and I just, I'm just sad. Like sometimes I wake up and I have anxiety, and it just doesn't leave, you know, it just kind of stays with me the whole day, or for at least a couple hours, and I just kind of have to deal with it, and sometimes I have work, sometimes I, I have plans with friends, sometimes I have other shit going on, and sometimes I need to cancel plans with friends and reschedule, and my friends are really supportive of that, but it just sucks, I just, and having anxiety just really can debilitate my life, and it has improved a lot in the last few years, 
but at the same time, your mind can be a prison. And, like, my mind has definitely been a prison. Like, I genuinely can be very happy at some points. And I'll tell my therapist at the beginning of each session, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. And she'll go, no, you're not. And I'm like, Beth, why do you got to say that right out of the gate? Like, can't we just have a fun little conversation to start? And it's true. I definitely think sometimes I do mask how I feel. But that's why I have this, you know? Because on here, like, I truly am the person that I am. You know? And it's nice to have an outlet like this to talk and to just have people listen. I think for a lot of years people didn't really listen to me, you know, and didn't really see me as a person with opinions and beliefs and they just kind of saw me as like there, you know? I've kind of been the person in friend groups who was in the background who people would like make fun of because I was like stupid or like I would wear weird stuff. So I've always kind of been in the background and I think in the past few years of my life I've realized that I don't want to be that person anymore. Like, why can't I be, like, the star of my own show? You know what I mean? Why can't I be the star in my life? I, I remember I saw a TikTok, too. It was like, you should treat your Instagram like, like you're an influencer. Like, you're, like, the main important person. And it's like, yeah, you should treat yourself like you're the main act, you know? And I think that's probably, like, one of the biggest growth moments I've had in my life is that I see myself as, like, the star of the show. I'm not going to, like, push myself to the background, not hype myself up, not think that I'm, the, you know, the coolest person ever. Because you are. You are. So I saw this tweet, and it said, every girl who thinks she's the best bitch in the world is so right. And I was like, I love that. Because it's so true. Like, you can be the best bitch in the room, but then there's other bad bitches, too. Like, just because you're the best bitch, you think you're the best bitch in the room, doesn't mean that there's not other bad bitches in the room. You know what I mean? I think it's important to hype yourself up, but also, too, like, everyone else, too. Like, you're the star of your own show, and I think we have to really own that and be confident in that. Like, why wouldn't I post myself on my Instagram and, like, wear cool outfits and be a cool person and do my makeup the way I want? Like, why do I care what other people think of me, you know? And I think that's another issue, too, is some people think everything you post on social media is about them. And that is not the case, actually. <laughs> I think some people like to make everything about themselves when, actual, when in actuality, I'm just being who I am, posting what I want, and I don't really care what other people think about me. Me and uh, Divide were actually talking about this. You're not going to be the hero in everyone's story. And I think that's really important to learn. Because I'm sure, actually, I do know that there are people out there who don't really think very highly of me. And, you know, probably do want to see me suffer. That's just the way it is. You're not going to make everyone happy. Not everyone's going to like you. And that's how life works, you know? And I am a people pleaser. So that realization is still really, 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 really hard for me. <laughs> I think my people pleasing, too, has really made me not prioritize my own mental health, whether that's in relationships or even some friendships. I have pushed away my own, not sanity, that's so dramatic, I'm not going to say that, I've <laughs> pushed away my own mental health. I don't know what it is. I think when you get in a relationship sometimes, especially with someone who's also mentally ill, 
you just want to help them, you know? And I'm not trying to, like, solve their problems or I'm not trying to, you know, literally save them. Like, that's not the goal. But I just want to help them in some small way. Like, I just want to be there for them and support them. But that's also hard when you're also mentally ill. <laughs> like, it's just hard to be there for someone who, number one, doesn't want your help. Number two, doesn't know how to help themselves. And number three, you don't even know how to help yourself sometimes. So something I've been also working on in therapy is to prioritize my mental health first. It's important to be there for people and to be supportive of people. But also, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're not putting yourself first, you're going to run yourself dry so quick. And that's what I've done, like, over and over and over and over and over again. And my therapist told me, she was like, when other people pull away from you, instead of you pulling away and prioritizing yourself, you just lean in. And you just, you know, you give them, like, everything. And I don't want to be that person who just pushes away my own needs. It's hard to realize that you are not responsible for other people's mental health. You are only responsible for your mental health. I think sometimes I care about other people so much that I am willing to put myself aside, even when I'm not with them anymore, even when I'm not friends with them anymore. I still somehow care about them, and even though they don't care about me. And so my therapist said, she said, why are you caring so much about these other people who, number one, aren't even in your life and also never really put you first? And I was like, well, Beth, that is the million dollar question, isn't it? Isn't it? So I think what I want to share with people, you know, because this isn't just me venting, <laughs> is that it's really, really, really important to put yourself first. And for those people who struggle with that, I just want to say that, like, it's okay to take a mental health day. It's okay to not text people back for a little bit. You know, it's okay to just kind of release yourself. But however, do text your friends that you are doing, you know, that you are alive. <laughs> Just just be like, hey, I'm going through something, but like, I promise I'll text you back in like X amount of days. Because it's important to also just tap in with our friends. And if we're not doing okay, to also let our friends know so that our friends and our support system in general can support us. Because your support system is also super important. Something I've realized over the past few months is that you really have to also check in with your support system. I care about my friends and I love my friends. And while I do, you know, go to my friends for support, I also want them to know that they can come to me for support. And I hope all my friends know that. Like, if you need me at any time, any day, just call me. Unless my phone's on Do Not Disturb and then I, like, miss it on accident. But, <laughs> but if you call me, I'll usually pick up or I'll be there for you in some regard. But, yeah, it's just important to be there for your friends. Even if you are going through a hard time, it's just important to just be like, hey, you know, I appreciate you. Your friendship means a lot to me. And then, you know, just send your text and then you can talk to them in a couple days. You know, it's just important to check in and be like, hey, how are you doing? You know, I feel like at some points in my life, I have relied on my friends a lot, especially in January. That was, <laughs> that was a terrible time for me, as my listeners know. And I definitely, like, weighed in on my friends a lot, and I was, like, calling all of them all the time, as one does in a breakup. But then, you know, once you recover, it's important to also give that support back. Because 
that's how friendship works, you know? Sometimes you're giving more support and sometimes you're receiving more support than you're giving. So it's okay to kind of have a push and back relationship just as long as you're not like, you know, taking all the time or if you're giving all the time too. But then again, everyone's friendships are different. So people are totally okay with being givers and just being there for people and no one being there for them. It's also important to know what you want in relationships and in friendships. For instance, I need someone who's also going to support me when I'm going through a hard time. I can't be the one that's only supporting you. And I think sometimes I try and convince myself that that's okay and that's how I want to be supported. That I'm okay with just getting nothing back. And I've literally told people that word for word. I've been like, it's okay, it's okay if you can't be there for me. I can be there for myself. And then I think about it and I'm like, actually, I think I changed my mind. <laughs> I do need support, you know? And it's okay to need support and to need other people. Just as long as you're giving that back to some degree. Checking in with your support system is important. I just love my friends. I'm just so thankful for all of them. I don't know. I get emotional even like thinking about it. Um, in my life, I don't really have a lot of like family support. So I really look to my friends and other people in my life for my support system. And I've talked about it before on here, like the importance of chosen family. But honestly, yeah, like my friends do mean so much to me. And I don't know about any of you listeners, but like my parents don't really have a lot of friends. And they're not really like that. You know, they don't really see friends as, like, family members almost. They just kind of exist in their family, not really outside of it. So it took me a long time to be like, oh, is it okay to, like, rely on my friends? Like, is it okay to get that support? Also, too, I'm sure you guys have some mothers who are like, I sacrificed my entire life, and I don't expect anything back, and I just give everything to you. So part of me thinks that, like, I need to sacrifice all of myself to someone and I need to be there for someone 100% and they don't need to be there for me. And it's taking me a lot of time to unlearn that, you know, that it's okay to have, to lean on other people. So it's important, you know, to have people outside of your family for support and just to have people in your life who love you and who care for you and want you to do well and who support you. Also something that's really impactful with my mental health is like where I'm living and my location. I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. My hometown is not my favorite place in the world and it definitely affects my mental health. I think sometimes people run away from their problems and that is valid and I have done that. However, where you live does kind of also determine your mental health, you know? Um, I've seen TikToks of people living in New York who are working like four jobs who get like three hours of sleep, like what does that do to your mental health, you know? Uh, I know I want to get to a point where I'm financially stable enough to support myself, but to also live in a place that I enjoy, that I like, that I want to exist in. And I'll tell you one thing, my hometown is not one of those places. <laughs> um, however, I do live closer to Chicago, so it's nice sometimes to get away and to like go there and just exist in a different place that is in my hometown. Uh, for instance, me and my bestie Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. She listens. Um, of course she listens. She was on the show. But we went to Andersonville in Chicago, and I've never been there before. 
and it's just like a gay area and I was like oh my god this place was meant for me because it's got a Chicago vibe but it's also got not like a small town feel to it but there's just a lot of shops around and there's all these just cool people you know like people with shaved heads people with tattoos people you know who are just like openly gay just like living their lives wearing cool fashionable things thrifting you know with their significant others eating cool stuff at cool restaurants it was just so awesome to be in a place like that because it's obviously not like that around where I live and me and Jasmine were just walking around and Jasmine was like how cool would it be if we lived here and we were literally like fantasizing about it talking about how we would decorate our apartment and like if we would live above a coffee shop or a bodega or wherever we would live and it was just so fun to think about my future in a different place you know because not everywhere is meant for you especially too if you're a marginalized person you know this not everywhere is going to welcome you and not everywhere is going to have people that you can be friends with and that you can connect with so it's important to find a location where you're not only safe in, but where you can connect with people and you can build a community. Like in Andersonville, we went to this thrift shop called the Brown Elephant. Um, you guys might have seen that on TikTok. I know it's really huge right now. And it's in an abandoned ballroom. And it's so cool. And me and Jasmine were just talking with the cashier, just having a grand time. And I was like, I just love it here. Like, it's so nice. People are cool. People, like look like me and are wearing stuff that I wear and it was just really cool to see that. I've talked about on here a lot how I just kind of feel isolated in my hometown and how I feel othered. So it's nice to go to a place where I feel like accepted and I don't feel like weird or out of my skin. Um, like two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, I don't even know anymore. My depression just has my timeline all over the place. Um, I went to a bar in my hometown that I just felt like, just icky, you know? I had a fun time, but I was thinking about it the next day, and I was like, everyone in my hometown, like, literally just saw me be openly gay for the first time, and I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> you know? Versus in Andersonville, if I went to a bar, like, people would, wouldn't even really care about me, you know? They wouldn't even look at me. They wouldn't even, like, know who I am, you know? So it's nice to go to a place and just kind of be anonymous, when I was younger, like in high school, I just loved going to Chicago and just like walking around the streets and just wearing my headphones and just kind of living, you know, and just thinking that no one knows who I am, no one knows where I am, and no one knows where I'm going, and I'm just existing. It was just kind of nice to just like live. And that's why I'm like a big city person. I kind of like the anonymity of living in a big city like, I could never live in a small town. That shit has never been for me. That shit will never be for me. Um, and not to knock people who like living in small towns. Like, I think you can be a really supportive community. But it's just not something I enjoy personally. So, if you're feeling depressed or if you're just kind of feeling stuck, maybe change up your location. You know, maybe go to Andersonville. Maybe go somewhere else. You know, and just vibe. Just vibe out. You know, go get something fun to eat. Go get a coffee. Go get some cool clothes. Like, just have a good day, you know? Go somewhere different for a day. Live your life. And then you can return your life, you know? And think about your future and where you want to live. 
Like, I have no idea where I want to live when I'm older. I think also that was part of the depression is because it's hard for me to visualize my life in the future because, like, I've never really thought about that before. It just kind of seems very far away. Going to Andersonville was really cool. And I just like going to gay places, too. Pride is coming up, everyone. Are you excited? I'm excited. I've never been to Pride, so it'll be really fun. I haven't seen a lot of TikToks, though, talking about how Pride has been really, really, really whitewashed, which is so true and very valid. So hopefully this year, you know, marginalized people in the LGBTQ community can get more visibility and be represented. And I know, like, capitalism America has really just been pushing pride and inclusivity, which is, like, good, but it's not inclusivity that actually matters, if you know what I mean. Like, I was watching a, a drugstore commercial the other day, and it was trying to be all, like, Gen Z and hip, and it showed, like, a black couple, and then it showed, like, a gay black couple. And I'm like, you guys think you're doing something when you're actually not doing anything. Like, throwing in marginalized people in a commercial is not going to show that you care about the issues of marginalized people. So, you know, gay pride is more than just about cis, gay, white men, you know? It's about everyone in the LGBTQ plus community who has been marginalized and who feels like an outsider and who can just come together and just have a good time, you know? Because that's what it's about, celebrating who you are and celebrating the life that you live. Because, like, being gay isn't a choice, but I wouldn't have this any other way. Being a lesbian is hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It really makes my life more difficult, but I also wouldn't have it any, any, any other way. Just, like, the best part of me, and I love it so much. And you know what? Maybe being gay is a big part of my personality, but, like, who cares, okay? Being gay is fun, and I love being fun, okay? So just let me live. Let me be gay. Let me exist. I know I shared a lot about my mental health journey on here and it's hard to sometimes just like come on here and be vulnerable about that. I know older generations don't really like to talk about mental illness and to talk about, you know, harder issues because they think it's almost weak to do it or they think it's oversharing. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes people do overshare on the internet. However, it is important to show your mental health struggles and that sometimes you're not always doing super great. And you know, I'm doing good in some ways and not so in other ways, and that's just how life goes. Like, right now, I just feel happy to be here. And thank you for listening to another episode of Happy to Be Here. All right, guys, this is me signing off.